welcome back to this little corner of the internet um yeah hi <laughs> what's going on i've been doing really well recently because i got my 10th board exam results and they were great <laughs> surprisingly they were amazing and yeah i've just been celebrating meeting up with a ton of family members and friends and just being happy that it's all over 10th is all over now well it already was because i'm already in 11th standard but still 10th is finally over that chapter is done and yeah i've got my unit tests in like two weeks and i am super scared for that because yeah i haven't studied at all and i have no idea what's going on in certain classes yeah i'm just a mess and this week we are going to ahmedabad to drop off my sister to her university that's starting again so that's going to be fun because over there we're just going to be chilling we're going to be sightseeing whatever so without school <laughs> so that's going to be great but still i need to study a lot right now so i can enjoy then <laughs> otherwise yeah i'm just going to be super stressed out but it's okay things are working out things are going fine um yeah i've been feeling pretty good recently okay i think we should just start with today's topic because i am so passionate about it i'm so annoyed by it and i i really just have a lot to say so okay let's start so i've been watching this anime called your lie in april and in it we have this emotional story of a 14 year old boy named kusei who is a child prodigy pianist but he stopped playing the piano when his mother died and his mother was the person who taught him to play the piano and it's it's kind of like an abusive relationship his mother and his so yeah so it's been 2 years now that he hasn't played the piano at all or maybe he has but like not seriously and that changes when a violin player randomly enters his life and he's like mind blown and is so incredibly inspired by this violinist to return to the piano and as you can imagine the violinist is a girl and the love interest in this show and now i want you to think about all the girls you've seen in movies and books who have inspired the main male protagonist who's i don't know depressed or lost or too cynical to become more carefree or live in the moment or whatever and i don't think that itself is anything wrong people inspire each other and change each other all the time but a shade of this whole trope that is very toxic and misogynistic and is annoying me while watching your lie in april is the manic pixie dream girl trope so starting with where it came from a uh, a manic pixie dream girl is basically a particular character seen in all sorts of media um film critic nathan robin or rabin nathan rabin coined the term after what 
watching Kirsten Dunst's character in a movie called Elizabeth Dunn. And he said that the MPDG, that is Manic Pixie Dream Girl, that's too long to see all the time. So it's just MPDG. So the MPDG exists solely in the feathered imaginations of sensitive writer-directors to teach broodingly soulful young men to embrace life and its infinite mysteries and adventures. Like that's solely the, the whole reason why MPDGs exist to teach broodingly soulful young men to embrace life. <laughs> so let's think about it. So you have a boring main male protagonist who is going through something difficult in his life or is just figuring out your basic coming of age, finding his own purpose, that pajazz, but you don't know how to make it interesting. So have no fear, the Manic Pixie Dream Girl is here to give new meaning to the male hero's life. As tvtropes.org defines it, she is stunningly attractive, energetic, high on life, full of wacky quirks and idiosyncrasies. So idiosyncrasies is like random idiotic things, I guess, but like generally childlike playfulness, you know? So she's often with a touch of wild hair dye as well um so she's inex inexplicably obsessed with our stuffed shirt hero on whom she will focus her crazy antics until he learns to live freely and love madly some popular examples of these girls who i personally don't have any idea about are ramona flowers Claire from Elizabeth Town, but the MPDGs I know a lot about are like Alaska from Looking for Alaska and Margot from Paper Towns, both characters created by John Green. And like I mentioned in my last episode, I love John Green dearly, but I very much understand the criticism his books receive. I think. I think one of the most prominent MPDGs is Stargirl from the book written by Jerry Spinelli and that's also become a movie but I've heard that the movie isn't that uh, it doesn't follow the MPDG trope as much as the book does the book is like peak MPDG level and I I, I know that because I absolutely hated that book Oof, maybe someday maybe someday we'll get into that but I hope at least now you get the idea of who uh, MPDG is, basically. And all these MPDGs don't need to be similar. They can have different personalities, but they still serve the same purpose. Some MPDGs are shown as really happy-go-lucky, sunshiny characters, whereas some are shown as really rude and dark and, you know, the basic stereotypes. Uh, and... And sure, there are people like this that you meet in life, those who are just a bit too different, who are unique, who are so strongly themselves, we just have to stop and let ourselves be fascinated by them. But the problem with Manic Pixie Dream Girls is that they are portrayed as female characters who are, who are often just a whimsical romantic interest with no agency of their own. So there's just this one-dimensional female character whose whole life 
revolves around the main character the main male character and you cannot tell me that's not misogynistic the problem with mpdgs are that they are kind of like the perfect idealized version of women written by men <laughs> a woman who's not like the other girls about about which i want to talk about so much in the future <laughs> uh, not like other girls uh, a woman who gives her whole attention to you without any thought of herself who helps you discover yourself and oof, blah 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 and the thing is this mpdg is just created to make the story entertaining the whole purpose of mpdgs is to entertain the people around them and also us as the consumers of media so i will say that not every one of them is misogynistic but nevertheless mpdgs have increased a lot of misogyny because of all the i'm not like other girls energy they give off they have been written by women as well of course but the majority of them are written by men and obviously no woman or man sits down thinking i'm going to write this very sexist character it's just this whole social sorry <laughs> it's just this whole societal idea that being different is something entertaining and unfortunately women have been targeted with that idea but one of the most harmful effects of the mpdg trope is that it harms women with autism you see this trope unintentionally describes many traits of autistic people who struggle to be accepted in society as it is an article about this says it perfectly i'll link it down below but it says that the mpdg trope reduces autistic women to a concept it it objectifies them it relegates them to a romanticized supporting role in someone else's sorry i'm tripping over my words a lot today i'm sorry it relegates them to a romanticized supporting role in someone else's story rather than the leading role in their own story autistic people are human beings not imaginary characters and in the same fashion mpdgs harm people with mental illnesses as well because many times these pixie girls are shown to have some sort of mental illness or issue that is romanticized to an extreme extent so like i said so much of media believes that being different is something entertaining and so it is widely observed that marginalized people are often portrayed as objects having traits talents and cultural expressions that are leveraged as an advantage to be exploited for the benefit of someone who gives nothing in return <laughs> the traits themselves are usually positive and resemble real life but those traits are exploited as one dimensional flat and for the entertainment or benefit of main characters in fiction the real life impact of tropes is that marginalized people are not given the room to be a whole person with their own unique traits and needs that exist outside of their media stereotypes because they're always just reduced to these side characters who just revolve around the whose entire lives just revolve around the main character thankfully the mpdg trope hasn't been in sight in today's media for a while 
characters are still different and unique, but they're also flawed. They're real. And that's what we want. <laughs> Romanticizing and putting NPDGs on a pedestal, which is done for a lot of other tropes of characters, is really the worst thing. And I'm glad we're over it because like, there was a time period when there were just NPDGs everywhere <laughs> in books and movies. And I'm glad we're over it now. But this trope has been around for a long time. Like, listen to this. Um, the trope is as old as art itself. The Manic Pixie Dream Girl is simply the modern label for the muse, mystical, and untouchable female goddesses who inspire the creative energies of male artists stuck in listless doldrums. <laughs> Thank you, Desolation Angel 101, for that cleverly worded comment. <laughs> so we just need to throw away this ideal dream girl that men have made up. Women are not responsible for changing men, and men do not need women to change themselves. I do want to address that with the much-needed departure of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, we have seen a rise in Manic Pixie Dream Boys. <laughs> There's something called soft boys or indie boys or whatever. They're, those, they're these boys who try to act deep and soulful but are really just cringy and try too much and just... And just are desperate to seem different and they end up being pretentious. The most classic example of a Manic Pixie Dream Boy is Augustus Waters from The Fault in Our Stars. Oof. Someone commented this and I absolutely can't get over it. <laughs> Peter Pan is basically the first NPDB to have existed. <laughs> there's, there's also that character from Riverdale, you know, the one with, in case you haven't noticed, I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. I don't fit in. I don't want to fit in. Have you ever seen me without this stupid hat on? That's weird. Oh my god. <laughs> the Cole Sprouse one. Oh my god. I can't help but laugh every time I hear that. Peak, peak of the worst writing ever. But yeah, the MPDB characters are ever-growing right now, and I personally cannot say much about them. They're just, they're just cringy. I'm sorry. One last thing before we wrap up. The label Manic Pixie Dream Girls can also be misused. I haven't seen these movies, but Summer from 500 Days of Summer and Clementine from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind are both said to be MPDGs, but instead prove to be the flawed, real, different girls that you're most likely to actually see in real life. They have their own flaws and problems and actually care for themselves and are not just a plot device. <laughs> they have realistic goals and ambitions and such characters are probably the most interesting and cleverly written characters. The MPDGs I can think of that are like perfect, <laughs> like they aren't MPDGs but they have all the traits to be labeled off as an MPDG but aren't really is Anne Shirley from Anne of Green Gables or from Anne with an E, the Netflix show. Um, yeah, she has all the traits to be 
a perfect NPDG, but she isn't because she's the main character of her own story and the books are just fantastic. She's so, her character is so fleshed out and is deeply, we, we follow her and know her thoughts deeply and yeah, she's just perfect, top tier. And even Toru from Fruits Basket could be called a major Manic Pixie dream girl at first sight. But she isn't. She definitely checks all the boxes to be one, but she's so fleshed out as a person. And the writers make sure to give her the attention she deserves to stand as her own person instead of just a side character fixing all these broken people that is the Soma family. <laughs> and yeah, that's why I love Fruits Basket. Fruits, Bas- Fruits Basket is like, oh my God, the peak of art the peak of art yeah i will i would say that it is i've made so many people start watching fruits basket oh my god i'm so happy with myself like my whole purpose of life has become convincing people to watch fruits basket (laughs) and i'm excelling at least i'm excelling at that so yeah we just slid into talking about anime from (laughs) manic pixie dream girls but yeah that's all i've got to say about it and that's that's really all <laughs> it's definitely i i definitely did not notice the misogyny in this trope when i was younger and that's why i loved john green's books so much i loved books like these with who had girls who seemed like not like other girls yeah i was a fan of those girls but i'm not now because that's just Oh, it's, it's just so bad that we think being different than other girls is something super great. I, I don't know. We'll get into not like other girls someday in the future. Right now, we're done with Manic Pixie Dream Girl. That's all I had to say. And I'm happy I just I could just say that because it's been eating inside me while watching Yola in April. And Yola in April is good. But because of this trope, it's definitely ruined my experience a bit. And you bet that I'm not a Kaori fan. I love Tsubaki to to the deepest, darkest point in my heart. I love her so much. And Kaori could just, I won't say she could just die because that's really mean. But yeah, I, I, I'm not a Kaori fan. Anyways, that's it. Um, Hope you got something out of this episode because I think it was just me trying to convince you that NBDGs are bad. And yeah, next time you come across one, make sure you don't fall for the trope and actually recognize it and tell yourself that it's bad. NBDGs just need to stop existing. So, yes. Bye. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to talk to me, then links to the podcast, Instagram, and other social media accounts will be present in the description box. This podcast can be listened to on a lot of different platforms. So if you'd rather listen to it somewhere else, you can check out all the links provided below. Links to anything I mentioned in this episode, books, people, or places will be tagged. I also leave links to resources that will educate and allow you to donate 
for serious causes all over the world that need your help. Overall, the description box is quite the jam-packed area that you should just go and see for yourself. I hope you enjoyed this one. Have a wonderful week ahead. Sending all the love. Be kind to everyone and especially yourself. Stay safe and well. With love, Vera.